midnight screening nice. for the beginning of October. Um, I was there with my brother and his girlfriend who had never seen it, and then a coworker and his two friends who had never seen it. Oh um, man! Although my coworker and I were huge, huge fans, and like, uh, he's a new coworker, and he we bonded instantly because of my Return to Living Dead poster above my desk at work. So very nice. Uh, I was prepared to like have a ton of fun um but i had the worst audience i've ever had at the new beverly uh truly just disruptive jerks and it's like look i love it enthusiasm for a horror movie in a theater like appreciated when it's appropriate you know what i mean if you're laughing at the right things and screaming or whatever and at this one which is like an 80s classic there was applause for people and stuff just trying to like get attention for themselves that's what it or... felt like i mean there was no reason for some of the times people were just cracking up like over the movie mm-hmm. like nothing was really going on on screen or it's the setup for a joke and i'm not even joking you had people yelling out the punchline before it happened uh, like several times we yeah, had, got, that's we had not there was great. people yelling you made the movie lied at different times of the thing and it's like guys just let him get to that part not everyone in this audience has seen this <laughs> and you're annoying. The movie yeah. is delivering that the movie's gonna make us laugh. You don't need to make us laugh too, you know? I I went and saw Don't Worry Darling the oh, other wow. day, and uh it was in the a living room theater, like that's what they're called. And there was a woman, like uh two women and a guy come in as a group, and at thirty minutes in the movie, one of the women she just pulls out her phone. And starts looking at that it. Happened and like, that happened too. It's not your living room. Yeah, that's and it's, this. This, this happened uh, too. And I was in the middle of a row, and like the New Beverly is an old theater, and so the seats are really like, um, are kind of smaller, and like, uh, it's a real pain to walk past people. So I, the guy was lucky. I was in the middle of the row because like I was gonna get up and tell somebody, get him this fucking ass thrown out because <laughs> that was in New Beverly. But I was in the middle, and I was like, I, I don't want to like get up and bother everybody just to kick one guy out. So I'm just gonna deal with this guy scrolling on his phone during Return mm-hmm. of the Living Dead, and then he just kind of like I don't know what happened. This guy was drunk. I learned later because uh, his spot there was like two tall boys of Michelob Ultra of Michelob Ultra. Yeah. So, um, but he like stood up in the middle of the movie and was just like turned around, like facing the back of the theater, uh, like was just on his phone. So I guess like something important happened, or what? And he just walked out and never came back, thankfully. But people, yeah, man, it was such a bad screening for a perfect movie. Like that's uh, that's heartbreaking. I was actually yeah. thinking of maybe watching that one tonight because uh, nice. I'm doing some education for my girlfriend hell yeah she hasn't seen like anything i was like well this is always a good one uh i've shown lots of exes that one in the past and never really gone over very well <laughs> but I, maybe they're not expecting it yeah um, i had i had an ex i showed that yeah, she actually really liked it and then my um current person they they saw a trailer for it and they were actually like that looks really fun so there's a good hope there mm-hmm. you know yeah um, nice nice yeah well, this is, uh, we can just jump right into it. This Let's is the Weekly it. Podcast Massacre. We talk about horror movies. We have a new theme every month. This month's theme is Monster Mash, and we're talking about uh, different groups of monsters, different types, and when they come together. Mm-hmm. And today we are covering the 2004 Russian uh, epic 
Nightwatch. Uh, I am your dreadful host for this e- or this evening, I guess, and my name is Michael from Portland, but everyone calls me Murphy. With me, as always, um, I'm Greg from Los Angeles. You know, Murph. I, I was really excited last time when you called yourself Murfenstein. I was. Uh, I thought that was great, and I was hoping I was going to stick for the whole month. And I even came up with my own name. I, I was going to say, "Oh, hi, I'm the creature from the Black Gregoon." Oh, that's fun. Yeah. I think maybe I could be Murph Gorodetsky <laughs> for this episode. That's good. That's good. I don't have one for this episode. I don't know if I track the world of Nightwatch very well. <laughs> I don't know if he said the title. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know if I get mm. this world. Um, uh, there's a lot going on here. There's a ton of shit there happening. Is. I uh, really enjoyed this. I saw this when it came out. Uh, wow. Have seen a trailer and be like, let me go ahead and rent this. You heard it beat Lord just... of the Rings, the box office in Russia. And you're like, well, I got to check this. I got to see this. I mean, why not? Yeah. Like, I don't know what's going on uh, in Russian pop culture. And I've just been, I've been watching it like every couple years. And to me, it, it, it holds up very well. Yeah. Uh, there is a lot. I, w- again, watched it twice for this recording. And each time I'm like getting towards the end, I'm like, this is, I'm pumped. This is great. It's got there. some great highlights, I will say, um, mm-hmm. and it has a life to it I did not expect. Uh, it is fascinating. I, I do think it's interesting, and kind of like End of Days, it's like a weird lost relic. Um, right. Of like just movies uh, that never happened anymore. Yeah. For like the the like storytelling aspect, I think it's really great of how early it is in special effects and how well they are yeah there's and a few rougher ones but some there of them, are so many i am so impressed with yeah and for the most part Still. too I, i'll say like uh because i think this was a rather low budget it seemed like mm-hmm. um it wasn't crazy but they really did a lot with the production value of this and like uh i i think too that i was seeing that the way that did vfx was like it was one of it was an early example like VFX artists sharing their work with each other across Russia using the internet. Right. Um, I, I read that on Wikipedia as well. Yeah. <laughs> using and, the internet to share data and images. Right. And not going too much into detail into what I do work wise, but like in terms of digital filmmaking, like transferring um like data and footage over the internet is, can be a tricky business because of the size of the files. Uh, and so like as part of my job is ensuring stuff makes it from one place to the other for VFX and post-production work. And so like, I don't know. I thought that was kind of interesting years later. Yeah. I was like, that's a little bit of a, it's kind of a cool stepping stone to what I'm doing nowadays. There's like a whole side of the industry, like just designed for that. So um, yeah, fascinating movie to watch. Here's the thing though, for monster mm. mashup, we got vampires, uh, <laughs> and then it's hard to tell if there is another type of monster in this movie. There are many types of monsters throughout. We have okay. witches, we have shapeshifters, okay. we have psychics, you know, uh, that's what Anton is. He's a, He's a seer. seer. In addition to also right. being he a vampire? He has visions of the future. Huh? Is, is, well, is he uh, a vampire? No. So what they are doing in the beginning of it is, uh, okay, well, we'll... We'll get to it real quick. Okay. So there okay. is uh, this from 2004. It's an hour and 54 minutes. It was written and directed by Timur Bekmambetov. We're gonna. I'm gonna be so <laughs> bad on all of these names. Bekmambetov. Yeah. Uh, there's also a screenplay credit for Latte Kalagridis, uh, but it's based off a series of novels. First published in '98. There's about six of them. Uh, written by Sergey. Oh, wow. 
Lakanko? Lakanko. Anyways, so what it is all about is uh, the the forces of light and dark, good and evil, and the modern usage of these two forces. Uh, we have Constantine Kabrinsky as Anton Gorodetsky. He's our protagonist. There's Vladimir Minsov as Gesser, the leader of the light. Victor Verbitsky, Zavalon, who's the leader of the dark. Now, I have to ask you right now, did he look like anyone else to you? For Zavalon, which... the, lead, the, the bad guy, the, he, the leader? He gave me a Peter Stormare vibe. Like, really? I, I kind of wish he was Peter Stormare. Yeah. I kept seeing uh, Tobin Bell. Oh, yeah. From I can see that. Movies. For sure. And then right at the end, I'm like, he looks exactly like Rutger Hauer. It, yeah. It's so weird. You know, I can definitely see both of those. I think the uh, Stormare comparison was coming from his general attitude, probably. Sure. You know, yeah. I, I could easily I can, see I Peter Snow playing this role. And maybe I was just being wishful. Although this guy was good, too. I actually liked him a lot. So. Mm hmm. A couple more characters. We have Dmitry Martinov as Yegor. He's the, the main boy that we are concerned with in the story. Galina Tununia. Uh, Olga, who is an owl lady, could be another monster type. That's true. Uh, Very true. We have Alexei Chadadov as Kostya Suskin. I don't know. He's the vampire neighbor. And then Maria Poroshuni uh, as Svetlana, the cursed woman. Yes. Now, what's going on in this story is that at one time in the past, there were the forces of good, the forces of light, and they met at a bridge, and neither <laughs> one wanted to get out of the other's way. Classic. It's such a great way to start. Like, oh, th this is the beef going back centuries. I love it. Just bridge they wanted crossing. to cross a bridge. The two entire armies just happened to be there at the same time. And they're like, well, I guess we're doing this. I guess we're throwing down. <laughs> um, my favorite part of this, if we're going through, I don't know if you're going to talk about it, but when it's like you get the voiceover narration, which I had it in English. I don't know if your version. I did uh, do. Yeah. Well, so I, yes. I, I was seeing that there are some differences where you could uh, sometimes the opening is, is in Russian, sometimes in English. I, so I had a Russian opening, but the rest of the movie was in Russian. I had english opening but the rest of the movie was in russian okay. um but i i love during this opening battle scene you get to like the two uh leaders of each side like facing each other with somebody in between and the guy is mm -hmm. like rapidly aging <laughs> right <laughs> as like yeah, the narration I, is going on and like uh these that's two guys what are, i like, noticed this time is yeah. he's just like a peasant just kind of hanging out mm -hmm. and like seeing the whole thing and that's you know showing the human aspect of it uh, but the leader of the light, Gesser, just, you know, realizes they're all going to die if they keep fighting. They're evenly matched. So they call a truce where they can't uh, do anything without the other's permission, it seems like. You have to get a license, which is amazing. Yeah. Uh, and that when an other develops their power, uh, they have the choice then to become part of the light or the dark. Right, just so fair. I, I like the, I like the fairness great. in that. They're like, yeah, you choose. Uh -huh. Yeah, there's so much world building about this, and that, yeah, that's, that's one cool. of the things I really love about it. Yeah, I like that the, the that uh, it's an interesting setup for like a story, and like uh, mm -hmm. I don't know, I just I, I I love the characterization of both sides. Like you you get the the dark people are not as like out and out evil as you may think, which is nice, right? 
and um it's a lot of gray yeah and it's interesting i couldn't help and this is just the american part of me but like make the comparison between like oh the night watch are presented as the good guys but you get the sense that they do things dirty fairly often um and so i was comparing it a lot to like american police but then i just realized oh this probably all has some like greater political like uh you know meaning in russia too that i'm not getting here. oh sure yeah 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 I mean, that's police everywhere. It's a corrupt, that's true. That's corrupt true. organization. It's the biggest gang in the world. Right, yeah, exactly. So we flash forward to, like, modern Russia, still a little bit in the past, like the 90s, I guess, and we meet Anton Gorodetsky, just mm-hmm. a normal schlub of a guy, has <laughs> one of the hair. worst haircuts, <laughs> yeah, I think we've ever seen on this podcast, and he, um, uh, his wife has just left him for another man. And finds out, again, that the the woman was pregnant. So he's coming to this witch to get his wife back. So break up their relationship and then kill the unborn child within her. Yeah, harsh. And this witch is like, yeah, I can do it. No problem. I can clap my hands. Done. You have to take this sin, though. You're the one that has to be uh, responsible for everything. And she also tells him that the child is not his. So yeah. there's no need to worry. I think it's around this time where I start to notice something is weird with the subtitles. And I started pausing, disabling subtitles, turning them back on. Like, mm. yeah, I was like, what is going on? That's and then I realized, no, no, no. I realized it's intentional. Okay. I mean, if they, so wait, when you watch this one, was it all dubbed in English? Yes. Intr- okay. Have you ever seen the Russian language version? I have. Uh, back in the day with the DVD, but just the... The online version I was watching did not have an option. So uh, the subtitles are like super stylized. I don't know if you remember this, mm, no. but there's times where they like they will they'll fade out as opposed to like um, just going away. There'll be different okay. colors. They'll be placed around the screen in different in weird ways, or they'll oh, like wow. they'll follow a character no, as they walk across that. the screen. Like they'll kind of do the Austin Powers thing, where like the character seems like he's yeah. walking them until he walks by. Yeah, okay. it's, it's pretty cool. It's really cool. And I thought at first, because I kept seeing like like they would be in weird places. And I'm like, what is going on here? Okay. And then I realized like, oh, it's not my like, saying. I got a bad it's, file. It's just the movie. Yeah. Um, it's like the John Wick. John Wick does it too. When they translate Russian um, into English subtitles, like you'll have oh, them in sure. different colors or placed around the screen differently. Um, coincidentally, I just met the guy that worked on the subtitles for john wick recently at a pinball oh event. very cool um actually i i met him a while back but i just re- i just learned that he did john wick and he's currently working mm. on the newest one um um so but hey think, did you ever see you know go ahead or to say like this director like he's a pioneer of this like stylized subtitles thing because yeah. he also d- kind of does it for wanted i think uh, right, because he did direct Wanted. Yeah. Uh, you made me think, did you ever see Lockdown with Guy Pierce? No, this uh, Escape from New York in Space. Basically, yeah. But it it has one of those for the titles that's really great, is that it's like, uh, you know, titles on screen, and then Guy Pierce gets punched, and his head comes into frame, and it, like, wipes out the titles, <laughs> and then his head comes back. It's just, it I looks it. really cool. I think more people need to do stuff like this, the stylized subtitles and things like that. Like it's a it's a feature that not a lot of filmmakers take advantage of. You know, like back you could especially if it. if you're trying to be a big international yeah. picture, like to play in America. That that was 
you know, something yeah. to capture our attention. It really adds to the craziness of this movie too. At times, like you have some of the most bizarre shit you've ever seen going on, and meanwhile, like words are like floating in from like all different corners yeah. of the frame, like. And like as we're saying, it is so stylized. Like there's a lot of uh psychic visions and stuff yeah. that are are done so cool that it's almost like um, i would say it's like 60 percent of the movie <laughs> yeah you're following like blood vessels or something like these red lines and uh so that's the thing anton drinks something and it makes he gets a vision of the his wife like breaking up with the guy yeah and then the the witch is trying to kill the dude you know ha- cause an abortion and uh as it's happening the night watch gets there they're holding her she's like suspended in the air anton's like i don't know what the fuck's going on and a little doll comes alive <laughs> knocks over some olive oil and then is like attacking one of the other guys yeah the witch what, is about what, to cl- she gets her hands free go ahead what is that about what what's what it's just- it's just her little monster that she's got. There doesn't have to be, okay. you know, explanation for all of it. It's just yeah. A little, I'm not complaining. I I, I love that. I was just like, why? It, why it looks like a like a squeeze stress doll, but yeah. then it shoots out spider legs and kind of runs around. Yeah, very creepy. And then it's very. And then almost immediately afterwards, a woman turns into a tiger. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, as as she's about to clap, and then she yeah. jumps over grabs the hot frying pan and like slides it down great awesome uh, fantastic we have a we, it's such a great opening anton finds out that he is an other that he is a, a seer i like that i can't remember his name's like simeon says oh great another asshole with visions of the future yeah there is kind of just a nice like over it attitude from a lot of the people in this movie and like hey yeah right. we've seen it all before uh-huh well, he even, he talks about at one point, like, stepping on a landmine in 1941. Yes. And you don't get, I don't think, I think he is a seer as well, which is a great power for a driver. Mm-hmm. Because that's what he does, is he he drives everywhere. So to have, like, psychic visions as you're weaving in and out of traffic yeah, is pretty cool. Uh, that's uh, Alexei Mac, uh, Maklov- Maklakov. Oof as Samian. I, I had I don't know if I just have face blindness I have I had just like Russian face blindness but <laughs> I was confusing literally everybody in this movie with everybody else the only ones I had a good handle on were Bear because he looks so different he's um, very yeah distinct um, and then, Zev, and then Zebulon and, and, and uh, what's the good guys Gesser, Gesser? yeah I had a yeah. good handle on them but like yeah uh, so, yeah, is blonde, and then Yegor's so. mom. Mm-hmm. And, like I'm like, are these the same people? I can't tell. That was confusing, and even Olga, I thought, looked really similar to the mm. other women in the movie. <laughs> I was like, okay, I don't really quite know what she is. And then there's the the concert woman who has her own kind of thing going on, but also was like, I don't part know, part of the day watch. Yeah, literally everybody. I'm like, I am a little I confused like... who this is. That, you know, one of the agents of the Daywatch is basically part of the uh, Spice Girls. It's like the Russian like the Taylor Russian Swift. version of Spice yeah. Girls. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, 12 years later, Anton has is now an agent of the Nightwatch. And what he is doing is that there is a vampire woman that is using the call, which is some special technique, to 
entice a young boy to then drink his blood. Yeah. And what Anton is doing is hunting this woman. And to hear the call better, he drinks blood. Okay, so this is what was confusing me. Because he, him drinking sure. blood, I was like, are they all vampires? Because they no. say... They say, oh, they only drink blood when they're hunting vampires like us, is what the, yes. the butcher says. I also thought, I don't maybe this was a subtitling thing, but, and I could have just read it wrong, but when he goes to the butcher to get that blood and he says that line, I thought he said, oh, he's a member of Daywatch and he hunts vampires like us. I'm like, wait a minute, which fucking side oh, is no. it? But I think I just may have mixed it up. Yeah. Um, that's the thing. The night watch are the good guys. The day watch are the bad guys. Right. The night night watch. They watch the darkness. Yeah, yeah. I just got it. I got it scrambled at one point. You know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So he's hunting uh, for the the, the woman vampire. Uh, I do love that the weapons that they have are flashlights. Yes. With specialized bulbs. Very Luigi's Mansion. So cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you ever played Luigi's Mansion, he would fit right a in with, bit, the, with yeah. the Night Watch. Uh, I also, oh, 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 the calling part. That's the other thing. The subtitles. Just going to keep referencing these because it's cool. But um, when when Yegor is being called, uh, it's like a voice in his head, and the subtitles like they come in as like blood red, and because mm. Yegor's in a pool when he's like he's swimming when he first hears this, they like dissipate in the water like the blood like oh, it kind of like that's cool like dissipates through the water a little bit like the yeah. blood is doing uh, from mm-hmm. its nose that is pretty neat yeah so he gets a call and like the call is basically explaining it's giving us all this exposition and i really do love that he's like i know this and just sets the phone down to wash his face like it's just <laughs> all it's just for us oh and one of thing he's hung over so i think that's another thing that the blood does is that like, like sharpens his sense of yeah right uh and he turns out he's out of blood so he has to go to his neighbor who's a vampire part of the the day watch or i don't think i'm not sure i think the night watch and day watch are like the bureaucracy parts of it and i think if you're not i don't know if you have to be part of that yeah like, i don't know if the vampire brother is part of day watch it seems like he is. That I'm not clear on. It seems yeah. like he is, but the, because of the truce... Well, they also talk about how the... It seems like the Night Watch were the only one actually, like, out there entrapping Day Watch people. Well, that is that is also something. So when Anton finally does catch the vampire that's trying to eat Yegor, they say to him, Oh, you're using live bait now, which is something that the witch also said. Which is part of the thing. So the uh, Night Watch will give licenses to vampires to go and drink blood, which is what the Andre does to the female. Yeah. But then the female's like, I want to eat more. So then they're doing it illegally. Right. It is kind of interesting. I, it's cool. I, I, I like that you get this. There's like a weird systemic oppression of the Day Watch going on. Um, but yeah, I don't think that Day Watch are actively like doing anything throughout the movie it seems like they're just trying to well, get by you know what i mean yeah well they're trying to I well guess, obviously like, zebulon has a, has a thing going on but yes yeah right it but is it, a little confusing because well when the uh the battle happens and aunt anton actually does kill the vampire then the day watch comes like oh i'm here to arrest your colleague 
And I do love that the Night Watch is just like, I, I can't hear you. The engine's too loud. <laughs> Good stuff, yes. Um, I'll remember what I was going to say in a moment. Go ahead, sorry. Okay. We'll progress. Uh, so he does go to his neighbor, who takes him to the neighbor's father, who works as a butcher, and they uh, drink pig's blood. Which is, it seems that they're trying to get by on non non-human blood. Anton starts riding the subway, trying to find Yegor. He actually f- does see him, and there's the really cool effect with... He, like, puts his hand by his head, and he can see yeah. all the blood vessels in his head. Mm, yes. Oh, yeah, that reminds me. Yeah, very cool effect, too. When he is drinking the blood, you see, like, his veins pulse in his face. Right. Yeah. You do get a lot of that throughout. Mm-hmm. I like uh, it. Quick cuts and, and stuff like that. It's a little subtle, honestly, because I was just like, his face looks really red, and I realized, like, oh, it's like his veins are, like, glowing. <laughs> yeah. A bunch of people get in the subway, Yegor gets away, and as uh, Anton is trying to get to him, he sees this woman with, like, a vortex above her head. Her hair's just going crazy. And he pulls out his flashlight and starts yelling. <laughs> it's so funny, just, like, on the subway. And then all of a sudden the lights come back on and everyone's just staring at him. Yeah, great shot of him, like, freaking out with the flashlight, yelling. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. He also threatens to chew a guy's ear off. Like, right before that, the guy, like, gets in his face. So fun. The guy that's drunk that is, like, looking at him being a predator, a predator right next to Yegor. (laughs) So that was a very high-flutin' way to say predator right now. A predator. Predator. A predator. Uh, And it's, like, the guy's, like, like, elbowing him, like, ah, I see what you want to do with that young boy, huh? (laughs) Very odd. Uh, so he eventually does get to the vampires while the kid's being attacked. Uh, Anton gets stabbed in the chest and then the hand, which was pretty brutal. Yeah. I really did like that. Um, he then, like, does a, a roundhouse kick and breaks the vampire's teeth, which is pretty great. I do love that idea of breaking a vampire seat i know i was i was thinking like it's interesting you don't see too much in vampire media like attacking the teeth they're like removing the teeth Mm -hmm. you know and that should that should happen more often i should i I, you would think it would happen a lot more often so the boy runs away yogur runs away uh the girl gets burned by the flashlight and then the bulb dies and then anton has to fight the vampire as we also need to mention the gloom which is another thing that seems to be the dark parallel world that lives in ours. Kind of like the upside down of Stranger Things. Right. That's like a, par- like a parallel others... reality, sort of, that you can slip right. into. Yeah. Only the others can go into, and you have to be trained to like be able to survive in there. And uh, the vampire like kind of keeps coming in and out, so Anton can't see him. But uh, his friends eventually, like, arrive and save the day, shining lights, and vampire dies. They then take him to uh, Gesser, who, (laughs) it's so funny, they throw him on one of the extremely long business meeting tables at one end of it. And then Gesser's like, no, bring him to me. And so they just start sliding him (laughs) down the desk, and there's, like, a giant, uh, like, trail of blood as they do it yeah um speaking of the gloom uh i'm literally just piecing this together and i i uh, 
maybe I was doing a bad job researching because I didn't realize this, but I when I was watching it, um, I was like, oh, it's kind of like vampires in um, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter because they can like blink in and out of, and out of existence, kind of. Mm. I didn't fucking, see that. This director directed Abraham Lincoln Vampire okay. Hunter. Wow. And now that I'm just realizing that, I am noticing so many similarities in the stylization because I was thinking of that movie. I just didn't know that the connection was that literal with like the same guy directing both. <laughs> but he likes these crazy action vampires that can blink in and out of existence. I will say the blinking, the, the, the gloom stuff, it's not my favorite vampire device. I don't know. Um, it's The way it's used here is much better than it's the way it's used in Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. That one gets annoying okay. with how often vampires are like popping in and out and like the way they use it they don't use it like too much more like this is kind of the main thing of like popping in and out the they really just use it a little bit later on with uh yegor yes that like he's he discovers he's an other and is like just trapped in there tim timur is a is a vampire guy though i didn't i didn't realize like he he loves vamps and I just think it's just interesting that this led to him having a Hollywood career, you know, because he mm-hmm. was, there's a sequel to this, but there is going to be a third one um, with the terrible name of Twilight Watch, I was saying. And I was like, eh, yeah. I don't know if that really works. Um, After the other ones came, uh, the, you know. Yeah. It doesn't, yeah. Um, but then he, he didn't do a third one right away because he went and did Wanted with James McAvoy and then Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter just like this guy you know has an interesting career after this he did the the remake of ben-hur which i heard nothing but bad things about yeah i don't yeah i don't think that's one you should be remaking yeah but it's just interesting to have like this this kind of caught on and he did have a little bit of influence i think on like action hollywood filmmaking you know what i mean which is kind of cool wanted kind of changed a lot of the game like it's not the greatest movie but there is a lot going for that it's like a yeah uh, it's, it's an indi- right and it's an independent comic wise. book it's an independent yeah. comic book adaptation which is interesting and i feel like you saw a lot more of those pop up after wanted um because i feel like that made a lot of money and like was a bit influential then you had things like um uh oh shit what's that dumb movie uh two guns with mark Wahlberg was a little bit like it oh and you denzel know. yeah yes. i never saw that um there was another big one i was just thinking of that i can't remember right now but you uh oh um kingsman because i think this is another independent comic book sure highly stylized action you know like um and interesting so i i think he did have a weird influence in that sense so yeah good good work timor um yeah i don't always love his stuff but it seems like just looking at his filmography but this one this one's pretty fun and it manages to use the crazy stylized you know element in a cool way mm-hmm so they slide him across the desk, and Gesser is, like, patching him up. This, I guess this is his um, magic power specialty. I don't really know. They do the whole uh, Kali Ma thing where he, like, puts his hand into his chest and Great. then pulls it out, and it's all good. Uh, I do like that Anton also says he saw a girl in the subway, and then Gesser's like, oh, was she pretty? <laughs> and then he has to explain no not like that and then they do a uh, psychic vision thing where he he tapes one eye shut and then gets his belt and like uh puts their two heads together so they're looking at the eye so then guesser can see everything that was cool 
afterwards, then we get a uh, a story about a virgin in ancient Byzantium uh, where she had a vortex above her head that she was cursed. At, what was it like? If she pet a puppy, it would die. Yes. If she visited a house, the children would die. Like just very. They would, get, they would get sick. It's like it's like four versions of like the same kind of thing, though. It's like she went right. to a house. This person got sick. If she went to this house, they got sick. If she petted a puppy, yeah. it died. If she held a bird, it died. Like, okay, we get it. Like things die and get you sick. Could, you okay. could, yeah, cut that out. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a prophecy that they will be back, and that that will that there will also be a, a new other. The most powerful other ever, and that they will have to choose between light and dark, and that they'll probably mostly likely choose dark. Yeah, that's and, the whole uh, prophecy. There's oh, an interesting thing too, where they say like she was cursed by a person, and then eventually her curse spawned the dark others. Right? That's essentially that's what right. they're saying. Yes. Yeah, and then the light rose up to like fight them. So it is interesting, and he says it all because like one person cursed another, right? Like, one, one human, human cursed yes. another. Um, so there's something going on here, but like the idea of like um, this all being born from like pettiness uh, mm-hmm. and then kind of spiraling out of control because it's just like a one side. It's like a what was I trying to say? It's like, I don't know, just like common like beefs between people spiraling out into like bigger things. You know what I mean? But it is like it, it's it like gets World the, War One. Yeah. But I guess like that systemic idea of like it's these it's these little things that are done systemically that lead to greater problems. You know what I mean? Like it is just because oh because one person curse another, suddenly we're fighting this grand epic war over it hundreds of years later. Just and the way that like, like it, little grievances can build. Sure. But yeah. that's what uh a lot of the story is, is that it goes back to Anton, you know, his wife cheating on leaving yes. him, cheating yeah, on him. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and, and his these, decision these to curse her. Cause. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. Now we get one of the best parts of the whole movie is Zavalon. Oh, you know what? We didn't even mention. <laughs> we do get to see him one time before this. Is uh, as Anton's fighting the vampire, the other crew, Bear, Tiger, Pot, and Simeon, they're like you know driving in the street. Oh, they're trying to we get had to, to talk him. about their van. Yeah. And yeah, they have, it's like an electrician, big truck kind of thing. It, uh-huh. it looks cool. They look cool because they, they look like they're, you know, work, like city workers or yeah. something. Uh, but they're driving, they're you know, going real fast. And all of a sudden they see Zavalon in the middle of the street. And I don't know how to explain it, but <laughs> the car does a 360 in the air they as Zavalon the- like push yeah they do a front facing somersault with the car over him (laughs) it's so fucking funny and their car it's all decked out it has rockets in the back of it yeah yeah this thing is cool i love this van it's great um they actually reminded me i thought of ghostbusters a lot seeing them standing around in their uniforms yeah Um, that's fun yeah they're they're a good bunch I, i really like them uh, speaking of, there is another thing that made me think of Ghostbusters later is when they're going to find Yegor and they have to walk up all the stairs. Yeah, and they're just tired by walking up too many <laughs> stairs. Oh, I was going to say too with the the talk about um, the Virgin and all that. We're still kind of in that in that part. Like, yeah, th- this is end of days again too. 
Just right. this idea that we have this woman, she's gonna have, she's gonna show up. That's gonna mean this and that. They should have had some kind of really clumsy naming convention for her instead of Svetlana. It should have been like Miss Cow, Moscow. Oh my God, it's her. You know, like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I mean, wouldn't it have been great if it was just Christine York again? It would have been if it was Christine York. If Bear or somebody else was played by Schwarzenegger was was reprising oh, his role as great. Jericho Kane. Like, yeah. Okay, we got to get back to Zavalon yes. because he's doing one of the coolest things. Playing ever. a video game. He's playing video games, yeah. I don't know if this is his power, but he can play a video game of the future. <laughs> he's He keeps going through the different scenarios of the very end of the movie with yeah. him, Anton, uh, Yegor comes in at one point. But it always starts with like him pulling his spine out from his back and yeah. using it as a sword incredible pretty cool and yeah you have to wonder so did, metal. He, did he get this idea so from that video game? did he program this video game that he created like is that that's something else i thought too that he's doing it to like practice for later right well that's what he's running through all the scenarios yeah. so i don't think he's he made it i i guess maybe that's like his deal Look, you have like know. you have a couple thousand years you're you're thousands of years old mm-hmm. you're you can learn how to code and like develop a video game you know what i mean i believe right. it i believe it uh great graphics too by yeah. the way it looks like a virtual fighter or something yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah but he loses uh, anton like shoves this um screwdriver like right in his head you lose and i do love that he's also using the controller like the sword yes it's like a, it's almost like we it's like i think the Wii was out or coming out around this time so like it's you know it's, it's kind of that uh, era maybe a of video little, games a little before the Wii, yeah. i think uh so the uh day watch is the pop singer and then the the vampire in the tracksuit they're charged with finding the vampire woman. I don't think they ever gave her a name, but the one with the burned face that... Uh, yeah, I, I just burned. I just have her as burned woman in all my notes. I didn't, I didn't pick up a name either. Uh, I, they have a conversation they're talking about, like, she was in love with Andre, and the Night Watch gave him a license to turn her. She didn't even try to, to fight back. Uh, he says at one point... Andre took her like a midnight snack. Great. Love it. Um, So they find her and they're like, go find the boy and then, you know, ask for Anton. That's what we need you to do. Anton is really fucked up at this point. He's still talking to Gesser. And he's like, you guys are the ones who gave a license. You're still doing bad things. I'm going to go save this boy because that's what needs to be done. And I love that he's, like, barely able to stand as he's, like, walking out, but still puts on his sunglasses. We haven't even talked about the sunglasses yet. They're great. Everybody wears sunglasses. They were, yeah, I think that's part of what um, caused my face blindness, too. It's just everyone was wearing these big sunglasses. And, like, I had a hard time identifying Anton at times in this, you know, Mm. versus, like, some of the other characters. Uh, So... Gesser is like, well, if you're going to do it, let me give you a partner. And he throws him a stuffed owl. He's like, what the fuck is this? And he throws it back. He's like, oh, fine, you don't want it? And then he just throws it outside, and it turns into a real owl. Mm-hmm. Just like um, Dark Half? 
Yeah. Was it Dark Half? That it was an owl. Yeah. And we're making connections now. So he goes back to his apartment. The owl shows up. He uh, impersonates it like he's uh, what? Do you, what would you call that? He's mocking it. Basically, he's doing the hoots right in front of it, <laughs> and then all of, all of a sudden it transforms, and it's a great transformation. Lots of excellent you know, transformation. Cuts. Yes. You get some quick shots of, like, her half-human, half-bird. Yeah, definitely one of those what-the-fuck-am-I-watching type of moments where I'm like, this yeah. is fucking insane and out of its mind, but I, I, I love it, and I don't quite know why this, this is a bird woman suddenly, but she looks great half-bird, like, the, the, the design yeah. of it. It's actually kind of scary. I love it. Yeah. Uh, she, she says it's, it was a punishment, so she must have done something, and then this yeah. was, uh, you know her penance. very cool transformation really it makes a fucking mess yes there and are I, I like how, and then i like how fucked up her body is from it too yeah. um like she's got like scars and shit all over you can see where her wings were and things like that like it's kind of cool um however olga as a character i can't tell you anything Doesn't else that, that happens to her after this she kind of yeah. just like tech support yeah so great entrance around great entrance You're for right. just like a minor minor character to do absolutely almost nothing. Yeah. Was, yeah. They maybe hint at like a, a vague like attraction between her and Anton, but then they hammer well, he that. He gives her like the look up and down. Yes. As she's getting in the tub. You get but then some they. Butt but then later, like Svetlana and Anton kind of seem like they have oh, they, a connection. Yeah. So like it's it's kind of or maybe Anton's just a slut. I don't know. You know that's cool too. <laughs> But it, I just kept coming back to is like you couldn't do this transformation outside. <laughs> My fucking apartment is ruined. It's kind of funny. There's like, like bile and feathers everywhere. Yeah. And he like picks up a knife and he's like kind of just moving them around. It kind of seems like you know, I maybe they don't want other people to see this, but it feels like every character we meet turns out to be another. We don't meet a regular person like, aside from Svetlana, and even then she it well, and then she that becomes gets, another. Yes. She is another. Do we have uh, any non-other characters in this? Yegor's mom. There you go. That, yeah, I you would say it. also the the guy from the prologue, but I mean, he's not really a character. <laughs> yeah. My, my point though is that like I, going back to John Wick right. yet again, this feels like John Wick where it's like eventually everybody's revealed to be a part of this organization like you know yeah. the, almost the entire city is in on it and it's like that's what it felt like to me in a way i like where it's like oh literally like there's so many others that they're almost not secret like so they're at one point uh, towards the end they like go to a family's home and they freeze them yes they're not others but like yeah again character oh, you have the guys at the power station too that's and, true like, all that her, all right. Svetlana's neighbors yeah mm-hmm. which i really like that sequence sw- Svetlana, yeah. she's a nurse or a doctor. I wasn't exactly sure. But as she's coming into her apartment, uh, there's this guy and his old mom, and they're like, oh, we found a puppy. And you keep thinking, oh, she's going to pet the puppy, and the puppy's going to die. But no, she actually touches the old woman, who then mm-hmm. later ends up dying. Yes. Adorable dog, though, man. I was like, they really tug at your heartstrings because they were like, oh, it's going to die. She's going to pet it, it's going to die. Don't touch then... that fucking puppy. Don't yeah, exactly. touch that fucking puppy. uh so anton goes to his vampire neighbor to get some uh female clothes for olga as she's in the the bath 
and uh, the vampire is like, what? And then they leave. Uh, vampire comes, you know, knocks on the door. Is like, here, these were my mother's clothes. And then they start arguing about the dead vampire. And how, like, oh, you know, good and evil. Uh, Olga comes out and she's like, oh, nice vampire you got there. And it's very, like, cheeky about the whole situation. And then, one of, again, one of my favorite lines is the neighbor gets upset. And he's like, I'll come to you legally with the proper forms filled out, and then you'll give me a license. Great stuff. I really like it. I'm just talking about world building. You know what I mean? The fact that they're they're kind of friends, they're going to help each other out, even like though they're on different sides of this. Like it just it goes a lot in not painting the day watch or those guys as like just evil. You know what I mean? There's sure. like legitimate beefs and reasons you would want to choose them over the night watch. They're vampires, but they're not drinking human blood. They're not trying to, to yeah. be over. And it seems evil. like you're you're not really choosing to become a vampire. You're either born that way or like you're turned into one by another vampire, right? I guess so. I I don't know maybe if anyone's that was born, my but, thought. Yeah. I can't we don't we don't know the specifics, but maybe right. that's kind of what I like about it, is that it is just Yeah. yeah. You just gotta roll but that's with it a, sometimes. I think, I think that's what's what maybe kind of question I think this does ultimately land in a monster mashup place, but I was like, are they all a, a version of vampire though? Because you have shapeshifters, but vampires shapeshift. You know what I mean? In other they versions, um, I don't. I don't see any in this one that do that. So, well, that's the thing. It's debatable, right? Because we assume that if Anton drinks blood to like do stuff, then probably so would like tiger cub and bear. Like, I'm, I'm, they probably, if they drank blood, they I, would probably get extra powers and shit, too. But you don't, you don't turn you don't into know. a vampire. You just get the, like, uh, perceptory-like senses, it seems. Yeah. But again, but I, yeah, I, I, I like, think I think keep that, it vague. Yeah, but to me, drinking blood equals vampire. You know what I mean? Like, in the classical sense. Uh, but it is interesting, though. I don't know. I, I feel like... Is it drinking blood, or is it craving blood? Oh, good question. Because I could, I could go drink blood right now. That's that true. doesn't make me a vampire. But that you're right. The vampirism is like the need for blood, right? Like the need for mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So good point. Good point. Uh, another great line that I have is Olga asking, "Are these clothes still in style?" And Anton's <laughs> reply is, "I don't know, but they're all we got." She said something like she's been an owl for like fifty years or something, right? It's I think some sixty kind of, years, yeah. Sixty years. It's, it's a crazy long time. That she's just like in a bag. Like she's like in a plastic bag when fucking guesser pulls her it's out. A shoebox with like plastic <laughs> yeah. on top of it. It's great. Uh so we go to Yegor and his mom. Uh she like has to leave for work. Yegor's a sickly boy. She asked me to take your medicine. He's asking if vampires are real, and she has a real biting remark about, yes, they're little boys who suck all the energy out of their parents. Rough. Rough. True. Yeah. You're giving that kid some complexes, though, by saying shit like that. Uh, he's also watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer on Oh, TV, yeah, yeah. And, With, and she's meeting I, Dracula. I've never watched it. But yeah. yeah, it's the episode where she meets Dracula, and she's like, oh, cool. I've seen a handful of like early episodes of Buffy. Um, and I, I liked it when I was watching it. Uh, there was an episode early on that's really stuck with me where, um, a bunch of the high school kids, including one of the main characters, he starts like hanging out with like a tough crowd of kids or something like that. Like, you know, bullies kind of, and, um, they go to the zoo and 
they're at the hyena pen and the hyenas like look at the boys and their like eyes flash red and then suddenly the all this group of boys are possessed by hyenas and they start like literally eating people they like they go to the principal and the principal's trying to like get them in trouble like you boys and then their eyes flash red and they eat the principal it's fucking crazy that's why i never watched buffy the vampire slayer it, it was genuinely kind of upsetting because it's like the tone of this show is still kind of light and fun after that mm-hmm. but you're like one of the main characters just ate the principal at the fucking high school actually How i think they pull some i think they pull they some bullshit in that show? so that i don't know yeah and it, my memory too it's like some recognizable comedian as the principal too that gets eaten like oh, it was like okay. a definitely an actor I knew where it's like, this is really, this is crazy. This show goes hard. That's like episode five or Wallace something. Wallace Shawn as the principal. <laughs> uh, okay. So they're getting back to all the good effects. Uh, I like this one where a bird flies into an airplane's engine. Oh yeah. And then cool. the, uh, a bolt from that airplane uh, falls off and then we, we follow it dropping down through the sky there's a bunch of birds it hits and like you know starts getting in like a little grate but then a bird pecks it down it <laughs> through the grate we follow through the grate and then it lands in Svetlana's tea just to show how unlucky she really is yeah really i thought what would have been really good at this point is like she you know she dumps her tea she looks at it and then she like puts it in a little jar that's like a hundred of those <laughs> like it just keeps happening over and over i love it in her in her mind it's completely normal to just have random screws just drop through the ceiling constantly yeah so the uh burned v- female vampire is hunting for yegor anton and olga get there just in time they have to go through the gloom and they see yegor and he's there the gloom's gonna take him over, and he ends up passing out. Anton's trying to save him. Like, no, we have to save the boy. Olga's just like, fuck him. We, got, we gotta go. We can't stay here. The gloom will take us. And to escape, he has to give a blood sacrifice. He starts to, like, hacking at his arm. Just a really rough thing to watch. Because his arm is gray, and yeah. as he starts hacking at it, like, there's no blood coming out at first. He has to really start doing it before anything happens. I think, I guess we should talk about mosquitoes or throughout this whole movie. That seems That's to be right. the yeah. gloom. So as the blood is going everywhere, there's like mosquitoes sucking up the blood. We haven't even talked about all the birds. We talked about birds a little bit. There's so much in this movie. There's a lot. There's a lot. I wonder if like it's supposed to be. The, I think the, I don't know. The mosquitoes are just like a stylization thing, a comparison to vampires, I suppose. And like, um, it's that thing of like I, I was thinking about that because I was like, what what is with the mosquitoes? But it's like if we're comparing the vampires, they're to us they're pests that we try to eliminate, yeah. right? And we kill them basically on sight. But it's like a mosquito needs blood to live. It doesn't have a choice in this matter. It's got to do what it's got to do. And it's just unfortunate get, that, like, you know, and that they're in, inconvenienced to us or that they're dangerous to us. But it's like, that's just how they are designed, you know? Right. And thinking of it as, like, blood is our form of energy. Like, that's what mm-hmm. carries all that kind of stuff. And that 
uh, it's what the gloom requires or yeah. it's what, what it feeds on or something. Very interesting. And I love it. Maybe that's how those all these damn mosquitoes are getting to my apartment. They're sneaking in through the gloom. <laughs> through the gloom, right. Yeah. Uh, so this is when they explain everything to Yegor. Like, oh, you have to make a choice. Uh, they even talk about here that light others feed on, like, the goodness of humans while dark others feed off, you know, negative energy. And then Yegor's like, well, but so you guys don't eat? And Anton's yeah. like, we do when we're offered. <laughs> uh, wink wink yeah yeah starts uh starts making him some dumplings which is fun uh we cut back to zavalon playing his video game <laughs> and this time he wins Ooh. Mm-hmm. winner winner it. chicken dinner i hope he was i i hope he was streaming that on twitch you know <laughs> <laughs> uh the vortex is getting worse so anton and olga leave that's when Bear and Tiger Cub come and hang out with Yegor. Uh, they go to the, the Vortex headquarters. We end up finding out that... They're trying to find out who cursed Fetlana. Like, they're going through the database of all the people that she met. There's no one from, like, the past three days. Anton, like, sits down at the computer. And one of my favorite tropes in movies, when a character gets to look at their own file... Mm-hmm. So he gets to read what the the Night Watch like keeps on him. Yes, and yeah, they talk about the the incident with the witch in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, that he's capable of killing. Mm-hmm. That seems like a big thing to me because it's like I guess it's it's really rare for one side to kill the other in this day and age, right? That it really doesn't happen that much. Well, uh, when Gesser is like fixing up. Anton, he says, you should have gone into the gloom and just arrest them. Right. But it seems that everybody's just breaking the rules nowadays. Yes. I was going to say, so, too, when they do kill that vampire in the beginning, um, Andre, right? We find out his name is. Mm-hmm. He shatters, like, glass. He gets, like, blown backwards. And, like, he hits a wall and, like, his head breaks open. But it's just like and it's just like the the creepy weirdo in End of Days who shatters yeah. in the glass. Yeah. Uh, I wish I wish he, like just yeah the face left. If he had been in this movie, that that blonde guy, oh, I would I would so many so many tieovers. I also here. saw a, a guy at New Beverly yesterday. He could have been one of the very loud people, but a guy with like weird blonde spiky hair was at Return of the Living, Return of the Living Dead last night, and I was like, he looks like the actor <laughs> from End of Days. And you All know right, what? Hey, it. somebody somebody was screaming, "I'm gonna fuck you, Christine!" over the whole movie for no reason. <laughs> This is all coming together. I man. got it. I got it. Instead of uh, whatever actor for Zavalon, we get Udo Kier. Oh, please. Yes. Yeah. I, got, I just want to see him like playing a video game, smoking <laughs> a clove cigarette. <laughs> and of course, Kevin Pollack is Gesser. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of Gesser, so uh, Anton goes and meets Gesser in a dark apartment. Zavalon is there as well. And he gets the uh, necklace, necklace amulet mm-hmm. from Zavalon, which is like a, a a spiky chain thing, which is a fun, it's fun a cool accessory. Thing I like. I like yeah, it. He, like, it's throws it's it a atom. And it's it's practical. It's like yeah. It's a practical fashion accessory. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. Very smart. He has to like say you have no power over me as it's like choking him. And uh, Gesser says, you're going to have to go to Svetlana. If you can't find out who cursed her and get them to remove it, 
you're just gonna have to kill her yeah that's just how it's gonna have to meanwhile be. like moscow was on hurricane watch right. uh, or tornado tornado watch yeah and like everyone in the city is just like oh, crazy weather we're having huh just like weird stuff going on uh i'm trying to think is it right here or like right around where the random guy svetlana's neighbor um who works at a power plant yeah his mom dies and so svetlana's like well i guess i got a call and uh the psychic driver also sees this yeah and, like tries to get to the power plant in time and there's a guy uh who's cooking sausages that's right so sausages, that's the thing, like, yes right my sausages if, are if gonna it explode, wasn't for his sausages right, right. Yeah. oh no they're gonna explode uh, so he leaves that guy who gets the phone call about his mother dying, and then the power plant explodes. But I do love him just, like, staring at his sausages. <laughs> it's kind of tense. You're expecting it to explode, so, you know. <laughs> yeah. And then you're, there's like, waiting an explosion. For him to get, you're waiting for his, like, face to get, like, scorched by sausage oils. That's how you become an other. Like, <laughs> sausages exploded in my face. Yeah, yeah. So the female vamp wars out Yegor. And she's demanding to see Anton. And Anton gets to Svetlana's. They're talking through. He's pretending to be a, a patient that has a, an ulcer. She realizes, you know, he's not. And we get into her curse is that she wished her mother to die. Yeah. And then she started dying. And then she could have gotten a kidney transplant. But then Svetlana's like... I'll give you a kidney. And the mom's like, no, 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 no. Yes. Which she then knew was going to happen. So then she cursed herself. Right. Which I like this twist because it relates back to Anton learning about himself. Right. right? And that the fact that he he's learning that he cursed himself in a way um, by trying to kill his own child inadvertently. And so I I like this, this connection here. I will say, I do think that the narrative overall of this movie is a little unfocused. Like, eventually you you learn in this moment how like the the plot with yegor connects with this thematically mm-hmm. but for a lot of it you're just kind of going between these two stories without a clear like reason why you get you, know? a, you get about the prophecy and you know that like yeah Svetlana is the virgin and you're you're assuming that yegor is going to be the new other we also didn't mention when anton is in yegor's apartment he sees the picture of yegor and his mom is like oh right shit this but is he's my a kid well, he doesn't know it's his at that point, right? He thinks it might still be the the other guys. I guess that's true. And then yeah. in, when he reads the file, he does realize that, oh, this is, it, it's, this it's is his my child. child. And that they have yeah. kept this news from him that they may have known this, right? Yeah. Um. So, I yeah, I just think that the way this is cut together, it's so high energy and, like, crazy. Um, That what I did appreciate this moment of, like, Savon giving this monologue about her mom and why she cursed herself or how she cursed herself and all that stuff. Um, but it just made me realize, like, oh, this is... Because, like, immediately we have to run away from that to go save Igor. Yes. And yes. I'm like, you don't get a second to breathe in this thing. <laughs> like, no, no. Yeah. So, yes, Lana forgives herself. Like, the vortex disappears. Everything's going to be okay. Anton has to go confront the female vampire. And she tells him to take off the charm. That's not a long game. So it's really, like... Ten, this charm gets introduced, and then ten right. minutes later, oh, no, never mind. Take it off. Yeah. It should have been put like way earlier yes. in the movie uh, to have some sort of effect. So he throws it away, 
Uh, that's when Zavalon shows up, gets in an elevator, and then amazingly, like, just so crazy. I love it. Mm-hmm. The elevator, like, shoots up it gets at a high velocity. Yeah. And then comes through the ceiling. I do, I do ev- love... Everything turns dark. I, I love the visual of him stepping on the elevator. He's got a dog named Ugly yeah. with him as well, right? Um, he just stands in the elevator and he just like looks up and then just starts screaming. Ah, and the elevator yeah. just like, like takes off. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, all right. It's like Willy Wonka on the great class elevator. You know, it's, <laughs> it's fucking great. Right, right. Uh, so like everything goes to shit. It's all dark. The dog is barking at Anton and he's trying to grab like... Uh, what are those light pole things called? Like a yeah, like a uh, like an LED, not an LED, fluorescent bulb. Yeah, fluorescent bulb, yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Uh, so he's like swinging that around, and Zavalon like kind of shows up. The the, the, the dog sword, multipl- the dog removal. multiplies into several dogs. It seems like yeah, and then yes, he he rips his own spine out of his back and it is a sword. I mean, you see it in the video awesome. game. But like it's seeing so fucking it awesome. done with practical effects like this, like it's 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 cool. It's, it's fucking metal, man. It's so metal. Yeah, yeah. And then it, this uh, fight lasts all of maybe two minutes, <laughs> three seconds, right, right? Yeah. So what happens is, uh, as they swing around, uh, Zavalon is about to like come down, do a head chopping motion, and uh, Anton grabs a screwdriver and is going to do like the thing where you like does it in his forehead but at the same time yegor grabs the charm and is trying to bring it to anton and as it happens uh the screwdriver like goes towards yegor and zavalon like catches the arm preventing anton from killing his child a second time that's why we have a real emotional thing about like did you really want to kill me yeah and anton's like no 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 of course not and i love it but Zavalon just like starts reading the transcript, like court documents. Almost. Yes, he gets a copy of the script and yeah, mm-hmm. performs a live reading. Uh, and so that's when we, you know, Yegor decides, oh, I'm gonna be a bad guy, and we end with voiceover saying, like, even though you know the choice was made, there's still some light, and he's basically super sane punching Zavalon. <laughs> Just over and over and over again, like super it's, quickly. It starts with kind of a half-hearted slap, which I like. Right, and then he's you like, know? "Do it again." Yes, and I, I was really hoping it was just going to be like, "Ooh, I'm so mad!" and one little slap, and it would end. But then, yeah, then he does that too, which like, uh, but it's just like over, like, yeah, and then it slows down to a slow motion punch as the movie ends. We get a narration, kind of closing things out. Yeah, I love it. It's so great. It is great. You get the you get a real syndrome here of like they they had already planned on this being a trilogy, sure. And so so much of this feels like set up without payoff, including just that ending. You know. Well, see, this is you get to watch Daywatch. I gotta watch Daywatch. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it does, from what I remember, wrap it up pretty well. Like the this story. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure. I never read any of the books, so I'm not sure how how close it is yeah i'm wondering if this has been translated to english i'm I'm assuming they have i'm sure yes yes um but i don't know like what the end point of of the series would be 
Like right. If, it, if it's, a, a, you know, destroying all both watches, we're all the same now, you know, I don't, I don't yeah. really know. But I think this does such a great world. Well, we can slip into final thoughts. Sure. What do we want to rate this out of? Uh, spider-legged baby toys. Baby toys, that's a great one. Uh, I had spine swords. Ooh, oh my god. Can I we, had flashlights. We, wait, wait, I mean, no, no, no. I don't know if we need to go beyond spine swords. Cups yeah. of pig blood? Yeah, spine swords is pretty. It's, I love like, spine like swords. Like both said, it's so metal. It is great, yeah. All right. The best thing to come from this movie by far is the spine sword. <laughs> yeah. I think this, this movie has such great world building. I think it, we're dropped into the story, we get kind of the beginning, and then we get such a um, an interesting protagonist who's done bad stuff, who's not doing things, who's who's selfish. And we see that and how those choices affect the future and how he is having to, to grapple with the decisions that he has made. Like we've talked about, some of the effects are just downright stunning for 2004. I'm really surprised how much, because it is for two hours so many effects just like one after another uh a lot of good practical ones like with olga transforming the spine sword as we've talked about but Mm -hmm. then all of the you will believe a man has a spine sword yeah should have been been the tagline (laughs) for this yeah uh fucking superman stealing it um i think i think it's a very touching story as well I think it's, you know, a guy coming to grips with the decisions that he's made, like I said. Um, he wants to be good, but even still, like, fucks up at time to time. And using a flashlight as a weapon is just so fucking cool, right? The, yeah. the bulb he uses looks like a kyber crystal. That's true. That's one That's thing I point. noticed. I was like, oh, black kyber crystal. Yeah, and then have, I think must there, have bought there a is, lot of red ones to get that. I thought I thought about that, and then I also just when he's swinging around the fluorescent tube at the end, I'm like, are they trying to That's go right. for like a lightsaber visual here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talk yeah, about fighting weird, off the darkness with light. Talk about a weird discrepancy. One guy's got a spine sword. The other guy has a fluorescent tube. Like <laughs> those Russians, uh, man. Yeah. Uh, overall, I. I really enjoyed this movie every single time I watched it. This might be, we might be closing in on 10 times that I've watched this movie. Damn. Since 2000, I mean, 18 years ago. So yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to go with 4.3 spine swords. I love it. I love your passion for this movie because it's one of those things where um, I could see being much more into it as I if I watch it again and get more into like the world and figure out what's going on, and like I, I feel like there's a lot to like about it. I think it's got a great sense of scope and scale. I just don't know if the scope and scale are like warranted by the end of the story. Uh, there's a lot of characters, and a lot of them don't get any kind of payoff or like moment. You know what I mean? Like Tiger Cub is a great moment in the beginning where she transforms into a tiger. And does the whole we frying never pan see thing. Bear never see Bear transform, which is a huge bummer to me because there's a whole conversation with him and Igor. But Igor's like, I want to see you transform. And you're like, okay, well, he's going to see him transform during a big fight. But that doesn't really happen. Nope. I feel like it's a it's simultaneously a small cast when there's... Sh- it, it sh- uh, it, it's a small cast when it should have been a lot more, I think. 
you know, to like really build up and like give you a sense of scale. Like we should have seen a team of Daywatch like as a counterpoint to yeah. our Nightwatch team. Instead, we get random Daywatch people just living their lives or the vampires, you know, like I feel that's like kind of we got five bad others. You get Zavalon, the the pop star, yeah. the tracksuit, and the two vampires. Yeah. Well, the two neighbor vampires and then the two that are trying to drink Yegor. Mm-hmm. So seven overall. Yeah. It's weird where it's a small cast, but in a giant story. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? And yeah. um, even with the smaller cast, like you don't get a lot of action from some of the people. You get one or two moments with them. Like I said, Olga really does nothing. The concert woman, she she's the one that reads the transcript at the end. Um, but other than that, she's not doing a whole lot. You know, the vampire lady, like we'd said, I don't even think she gets a name. Although I really like her acting when she's like crying at the end and being like, you know, I, I want to be a human. I want to be human. Andre Termi, I didn't have a choice, but I loved him and you guys killed him. Yeah. Like, what am I and supposed to do now? Of- and I'm still craving blood. Like, what do we what do I do? Yeah. And that great that like Anton's response is like, well, like, behave like a human. Like, don't. <laughs> fucking you know but she's rip like the throat out of a little boy and she's like but i need blood to live what the fuck do you like i'm supposed to behave like a human and i have to live on blood like it doesn't really track there so i do think there's a really interesting story being told and like uh the politics of it i find to be fascinating the idea that like the ones in power you know think they're the good guys but oh hey look at this you know long list of like infractions you guys pulled too and oh, okay it's you guys are the ones handing out licenses what what's the deal with that where's the fairness in that we're just trying to live our lives we get permitted to do these dark things and you punish us for it you know or you like bait us into into committing as, these sins as i keep saying oh yeah we're using live bait now so there's a cool thing going on there i am really interested in seeing the second one and looking into more of the story, uh, I, I think the stylization at times like was a little much, but other times was really cool and fun. Um, and I just uh, I think that it's it's neat that the world saw this and was like, hey, let's give this guy a shot at making other things. Let's see what his take is on our, an American president fighting vampires. We want to see that, you know. Um, it also led to the great moment. I haven't seen all of Wanted. I've only seen parts of it. Um, and I wasn't really liking it that much when I tried watching it. But I do love the part, love slash kind of hate the part, where um, Chris Pratt gets hit in the face with the keyboard by uh, James McAvoy. Oh, right. And the, the, keys, the... the keys fly off and spell owned say or pwned. Or to say fuck oh, you. Pwned. You're right, you're right, you're right. I thought Maybe it was fuck both. you, yeah. Maybe I've seen an, I think I've seen an edit where it says poem, but you're right. It says fuck you. You're right. Yes, that's it. I remember now. Maybe that's the TV cut is poem. Maybe. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I, maybe, I think it is I how I watched it. I saw it in theaters, it. but like I, I cannot, I didn't watch it since. It's like Morgan Freeman's the bad guy. Yeah. And he has a line where he's like, somebody shoot this motherfucker, which is fun <laughs> for Morgan Freeman to say. Uh, well, now I just got to rewatch that movie just for that. <laughs> I remember thinking as I was watching like this is really stupid and the stylization was kind of like only amplifying that so maybe it's like and parts of the same were true for Abraham like in Vampire Hunter where it's like this is so fucking silly and like the hyper action it's only making things worse so maybe it's like only Russian actors can really tap into that energy of like 
the psychotic editing and visuals I, combined with their acting somehow it I works much better a lot of good acting in this again yeah. like even as dub like i liked anton i thought he did a lot of um you know great facial expressions especially when he's on the brink of death and he's like you guys you guys claim to be the good guys fuck you i'm gonna yeah. go do the good thing totally yeah um i came around to really i thought he was so kind of like a forgettable protagonist at first but i came around to really liking him at the end too uh, he won me over i said a lot of this mm. movie in general like i just i wish uh some of the actors had more to do some of the characters had more to do and i wish that like i don't know some of the stakes were maybe better defined or something uh yeah it just feels like there's something missing in terms of what? like it's all it's build up and it's like wait what did the we really accomplish here yeah being destroyed yes. by a tornado is not enough stakes for you. But it's just like, I don't know, you hear news reports, but even the news isn't that concerned about it. Right. They're like, yeah, we got a tornado warning. And I'm like, does Moscow regularly get tornadoes? Like, I don't even know. Like, I have no idea. It doesn't seem like... And then it clears up, and we don't get any kind of like, well, that was weird. It's just like, well, it's gone now. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your rating? Um, a Three and a half spine swords. Three and a half? Yeah. Yeah, I, I liked it. I absolutely will watch this again at some point. Um, I have a friend who introduced me to Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter not that long ago because they really liked that movie. And I don't... You can pass I was, it along. I was texting with them. Coincidentally, I was I mentioned to them, like, oh, it kind of reminds me of Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, so you might like this. Yeah. And not and even realizing realize. the same fucking director. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, three and a half spine swords. Uh, it's a, It's a fun time. Is it a monster mashup, though? Slightly debatable, yeah. but yeah, I'll err on yes. I'll say yes. Yeah. You got shapeshifters, you got witches, yeah. You got vampires, you got, you got, you got vampires. tons of them in there. I am happy we got some vampires this month, you know. Um, we still have two movies left, but it's good to get them in there. Yeah. Uh, who knows how many more? Mm. Well, Greg, do you want to let us know what we're going to be... Before we get to that, I don't know if we want to just do this real quick right now. I, re- I did realize as well that we didn't do our thing. I yeah. was going to say we should do that as well. But yeah, uh, is there anything you've done over the past <laughs> week that's not horror that you enjoyed? Um, yes. I have been delving a little bit into anime recently. Um, I've been kind of like a, a fair weather fan for anime in the past. Like every now and then I'll, I'll watch something. Um, I watched like Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, but recently I rewatched all of Neon Genesis Evangelion. It's almost like not, it's almost not horror. It's almost, it almost is horror or horror adjacent at times. That series gets really graphic and deals with such heavy, heavy themes um, that you could almost say at times it is like a horror anime. Uh, primarily it's a mech anime, but giant robots fighting giant monsters though. So if you like that kind of shit, um, Watch Neon Genesis Evangelion and then get completely blindsided blindsided by like the crazy places that show go. Uh, show I goes. know that there's just so much of it. I, it's very intimidating. Oh no! To, I mean, like, that's start. the thing. Uh, that's true of a lot of, of a lot of animes, but with Neon Genesis, um, there's 26 episodes of the original series, and then okay. there was a movie that ended the series. And that's basically, okay. that's all I've seen. And that, to me, it feels like a complete package. There are things after that that are, like, reworkings of the series or retellings, I think. But 
to get the full lowdown, I think you only need to watch the 26 episodes of the series and okay. then the movie. So you can do that in like a couple of weeks. I, I, I blazed through yeah. it my second. That was my second watch of the series. And it had been a couple of years. And so like it was almost like seeing it again for the first time. Like and remembering, oh, this is fucking insane, this show. And talking about great world building, that has excellent, okay. excellent world building. So that's what I've been kind of checking out. Non-horror. I haven't i've never really watched a lot of anime uh dbz when it was on yeah uh, and it's a tough sell for a lot of people yeah yeah. i think the only one i've actually watched like beginning to end is death note nice i was like you know it's cool i like the idea of raiku or whatever his name was but Uh um it gets it gets so dumb throughout the show (laughs) and i reach for a potato chip! <laughs> so I, I, have seen, I have not watched that entire series. I have seen that scene. I've started watching yeah. Death Note like three times in my life and just never progressed past like episode five. Not I, because I don't enjoy it as it's going on. I just get, you know, I fall out of it. Yeah. I do that a lot of TV, so. I watched it for the movie, which I think is not horrible. It has a bad ending, but I yeah. love Willem Dafoe. Yeah, that's as, cool. That's cool casting. It's so good. Yeah, uh, I I can say the thing that I watched this week that I really liked was the American Friend was playing Ooh. at Living Room Theater. It's a Criterion film. I was randomly looking at what they were playing. It's like, oh, it's playing this week. I don't know why. It's uh, an adaptation of a um, what's his name, Thomas something Ripley, the Ripley novels, like the talented Mister Ripley, Matt Damon. Uh, and John Malkovich also played. It's actually a the one that Malkovich played. It's an adaptation of that same book. Oh, okay. Oh. And it's um, Dennis Hopper is playing Ooh. Ripley, and really good. And it's about a uh, like artist restorer and framer, and kind wow. of uh, insults Dennis Hopper when they meet and so dennis hopper's like well i'm gonna ruin your life but then they also become friends it's it's insane well i gotta see this uh it's europe it's got european settings it's so good and dennis hopper is amazing i literally had zero clue until just now that one talented miss ripley was based on a book and Mm -hmm. two that it was a series i had no idea i have never seen i've I've heard the title talented miss ripley i know it's something that i should watch and hear about how good it is you know like, why you should watch I it? I don't really know anything about it. What's that? PSH is in it. Who? Oh my god! I forgot to. T- I was. Oh, big news too. Speaking of PSH, at um, Return of the Living Dead last night, they played trailers for zombie movies before uh, Return of the Living Dead. That was like their theme. They played a trailer for My Boyfriend's Back, nice. and great money shot in the trailer of PSH swinging a bat at Johnny. And okay. I got to I got to very excitedly turn to all the people I was with and be like, that's Philip Seymour Hoffman. You know, like just <laughs> I've yeah. seen this movie. It's uh-huh. not very good. It's bad. The trailer's way better than the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, lovely. And another thing for you to go and, and watch. Yeah. But well, that's what that's what, what we we've are... been uh yeah, that's what we've been taking in that's not hard. Oh, the other thing I've been replaying God of War, the twenty eighteen one. Great. Great game. I think we like, talked about that last shit. week. Oh, yeah, yeah, probably, yeah, yeah, Because of the Valkyries. (laughs) That's right, that's right. Um, So that's still going on. Um, But yeah, that's what we've been watching non-horror. To continue our horror watch next week, though, to um, keep monster mashups rolling on, 
we are going to go a little different. We've had vampires, we've had Frankenstein monsters, we've had witches and shapeshifters. Now, even a wolfman. Even a wolfman. Now, we're going to go bigger, a lot bigger, because we're going to be talking destroy all monsters. What big monster kaiju mashup. Now, you might be saying they're all kaiju, but look at those different types of kaiju you got. You got Godzilla, who's a big lizard. You have Rodan, who's a big flying lizard. You have King Ghidorah, who's a three-headed lizard that shoots lightning. They're all maybe some variation of lizard. I think you got a giant spider in there. So, you know, I think so. there's some yeah. there's some differences. They're not all just big lizards. It's it's like <laughs> the others. There's various classifications yeah. of others like kaiju. Totally. Exactly. Right. Um but yes, very fun. Ishiro Honda's Destroy All Monsters, classic Godzilla film. Um so excited. That's what we will be watching next week. That was one of our our bonding moments was yeah. realizing we both love uh men in rubber suits like, absolutely oh yeah. yeah yeah we'll we'll go over that a little bit next week but it's yeah it is a big part of like our friendship forming for sure yeah well thank you all for listening you can always uh reach us email weekly podcast massacre at gmail.com we have both twitter and instagram both at weekly massacre hit us up let us know if you've ever tried to make your ex break up with their current partner through witchcraft if you have maybe, uh, let's see, programmed a video game to rehearse like, future <laughs> um, scenarios. If, hmm, if you think you need a license to do bad things, hit us up. Let us know. If you keep an owl woman in your fridge in a box... That's a good am one. I wrong? Am I, I like just that. confusing this with, with uh, rest of Development? Was she in the fridge... Or am I just thinking she was of the, in like a closet, the dead dove? I think. I okay. think she was in a closet, shoebox. He unwraps it. Yeah. Yeah, I was. I'm, I'm just thinking of the rest of the development with the dead dove in the fridge. Then I guess dead dove. Um, do not eat. Oh, one yes. of my favorite when I was I was dating uh, a, a girl at the time, and when the fourth season or when like whenever it was coming out the, again. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I had to go to work before her, so I got a bag. And wrote on it, dead dub, do not put it in the freezer for her to find. Love it. Um, I I have two plugs. Um, First is that uh, starting just yesterday, I streamed on Twitch for the first time ever. I was playing some Castlevania to celebrate the October month. Um, So you can find me on Twitch at hired underscore goons 17. Um, That's my handle. I will be streaming more Castlevania this month and maybe some other horror games. Because 17's how old you are, right? Yeah, exactly. Yes, eternally. Yeah, I'm another. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Become a vampire at 17. It kind of sucks. Sucks, get it? (laughs) But uh, also the other one is, uh, I talk about them every week now, it feels like, but the 5 Day Rentals podcast, they're doing a big podcast crossover with some other shows um, that they invited me to. Um, I'm going to be, a couple months ago, Murph and I went and drafted a bunch of 90s horror movies. Well, now I'm drafting more 90s horror movies, or just 90s movies in general, because it's going to be, um, I will be there with Five Day Rentals, those guys, uh, another podcast, um, Nerds, Geeks, Nerds, Geeks, and Kitchen Sinks will be there, Horror Drafts will be there again, um, as well as uh, George from the Best Little Horror House in Philly. It's going to be a big crossover, and I guess uh, we're drafting 90s movies, Um top 90 movies from the 90s what they're doing and whoever wins whoever gets chosen as like the best selection of movies 
um, Five Day Rentals is going to be donating a thousand dollars to a charity of that person's choice. Ooh. So it's for a good get cause. Good, so that's coming up get soon. Some good picks, Greg. Yes, um, I think uh, they said that's going to be out around October sixteenth or so is the date they're aiming for. So mm-hmm. listen to that and vote for my 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 nineties draft. Um, if you're a fan of this podcast, I'm I'm going to be picking good movies hopefully. So uh, yeah, as that's coming you mentioned, up. just you know, as saying for charitable things. Um, yes. Since this is a Russian movie, you know, we understand the problems in Europe right now. All proceeds from this uh, episode will be going towards Ukraine. Mm-hmm. The main yeah. problem is we're still in the hole on this podcast. So <laughs> I'm going to be sending Zelensky an invoice yes. pretty soon, just so he knows. I was um, seeing it in the trivia for this that, like, I guess there's a character in the book that has very staunch anti-Ukraine views that were taken out of the movie even back in 2007 like does not uh, surprise me or 2004 yeah which is kind of kind of nuts it doesn't seem it doesn't seem like the book is anti-ukraine but it's like a character in it is like expressly right. anti-ukrainian <laughs> yeah very pro-soviet yes exactly uh, <laughs> well until next time i'll come to you legally with all the proper forms filled out mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yes I don't have a line for this movie. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Bye. (laughs)